Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast episode will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, please do not continue to watch or listen until you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Today we are covering Fresh, which was another request by Melissa and Charlie. Thank you again. Um, but before we go into the review, let's grab our cups and talk about tea. So I'm getting it pulled up. Today we are drinking, we are both drinking the same tea. It's our... Uh, our current favorite. Yes. From Plum Deluxe, our yes. affiliate. Yes, it is uh, the Reading Nook blend. Yes. Oh, this comfort one, in a cup. It really is. It's so freaking good. This one has black tea, rose petals, lavender, chamomile, vanilla essence, love and gratitude. <laughs> and we learned, like, while we were looking up the ingredients, because I already drank all of mine... And, and so we no longer, yes, we did not have the package. So we had to look up the ingredients <laughs> and we learned that not only can you pick the number of ounces, so I don't know if that means that you get the same bag size or if they we're like up the bag. We were given we haven't a experimented yet of it. And oh my gosh, guys, um, <laughs> we'll definitely be getting more of this one for sure. <laughs> yeah. Like if they have bulk sizes of this tea, I will purchase. But, um, but we found out that this tea, we don't know if it covers all of their tea, but we know mm -hmm. this particular tea actually has a decaf version since this is black yes. tea. On their website, they have a drop down for the caffeine level, and it's either the regular caffeine amount for regular black tea, or they have a decaf option available where it's decaffeinated black tea. So it's really nice that they have that option available. We haven't really seen any other company so far. Yeah, that's not that had I can that. think of. So it's it's nice to have that option available. Yeah, because there's so many people that are trying to avoid caffeine. Yes. But honestly, if you don't try any treat, uh, any tea from Plum Deluxe except one, this, this is a, one. this is their shining star <laughs> for sure. This of one the ones is that we so have nice. tried. Yes, this one has been both of our favorites for sure. Yeah, like you don't smell any of the black tea bitterness. It's just like vanilla, yeah. and then the other. Like, I mean, and oh. they're all loose leaf teas too, so you can make it as strong as you want or as weak as you want. Some people like it weaker yeah. flavor, others like us want it to punch you in the face. So, but it's got the lavender, chamomile, you really smell the vanilla, yeah. and it's basically just like a hug in a cup. Oh, it is so, <laughs> so lovely. I'm waiting for it to cool off enough I to know. not burn me because I want to actually taste I it. Know. Yeah, it, yeah. Since I've I've already had, uh, used up my stash, it's yeah, been a while we've since I've into what's left of my stash, and it's like there's there's not much left. <laughs> there's really not. We're gonna have to buy more, but uh, but it is an affiliate link, yes. so it's down below. Mm -hmm. um, just keep in mind, it you clicking on that link is not going to impact your the price you pay at all. It's just if you're interested in the tea. 
Um, just know that um, it will also, uh, we will get a small part of the sale to support the, the podcast. So yes. it's kind of a twofer. If you, if the tea sounds good to you and you want to try it, you can also support the podcast at the same time. And we appreciate you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. And we would love to hear how you like the tea, too. Absolutely. Maybe it's like we both are obsessed with this tea. I don't know if it's just us, but it's just, it's amazing. I don't understand. If you've tried some other teas from Plum Deluxe and you have a recommendation for us to try, definitely let us know about those as well. Yes, because we've only tried four flavors I believe it was four, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But anyways. Let's go ahead and get into the review. Yes. For our tea sippers out there, brew yourself a cup of tea, sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the review. Yes. So, fresh. It's it's funny because, like, uh, oh, God, don't spill it. (laughs) How dare you? I'm not spilling it. Don't you dare waste it. I'm not. (laughs) I will savor it. Don't you dare waste it. I'll never forgive you. You're like, I gave you my stash. I did. <laughs> but so fresh. is It starts off with the main character kind of like in the current dating scene yes. of like meeting guys the online. Awkwardness. And then awkwardly meeting them in person and going through that whole spiel. And well, she ends up just happening upon this guy in the grocery store and they really hit it off and they end up going on a few dates. And by the third date, I think I'm pretty sure it's the third date. He offers to. He offers on the second. The third is them going. Yes. He offers (laughs) for them to go on a, a little vacation and she says yes. And he takes her out in the middle of nowhere in the woods and he drugs her and she wakes up to find herself in a chained up to in a room. And um, he you find out that he he is a cannibal and not only is he a cannibal, but he is in a network of cannibals where he will take pieces of his victims while they're still alive because he's also a doctor, but the the main character, even though she's now in one of the rooms, apparently he really likes her, and so he's pitting her. He's like giving her dinner, letting her try other victims and stuff like that, and she uses that to her advantage, so that way she can escape, and she ends up escaping with two other girls, one of which is her best friend. And they run off into the sunset and have a happy ending with revenge involved. I don't know about fully happy ending, but... Well, not fully happy, but mostly happy. (laughs) I suppose as happy as you can be missing pieces of yourself. Yeah. But... (laughs) Yeah. So for for entertainment, I would give this a 7.5. Like this movie, I'm really not into cannibal movies. Like I watched... The extent... Okay, I did warn her about this one. <laughs> I would like to state that for the record. I did yes. warn her about this one. Yes. But this one, it really gave me, like, Hannibal vibes, but with, like, comedic elements to it. There's, like, a lot of comedy and jokes in this movie. Like, this really movie made me laugh a lot. bad jokes. <laughs> a lot of them were bad puns and things. Yeah. Like, dad jokes almost. Yeah. <laughs> but so it's like if you like the Hannibal movies or even like the Hannibal series, you would probably have the same 
itch scratched with this movie. Like, I thought it was really enjoyable. It's gory like Hannibal. I wouldn't call it a comedy, but it does have comedic elements. And with, like, what she's dealing with, with the dating, ga- uh, the dating scene and all of that, it's just, this movie, it's weird to say, is charming. Like, I would watch this again and enjoy it despite the elements of it that, you know, aren't my favorite thing. Like, this is actually a really good... Like, if you're trying to introduce someone to a cannibal movie... This is a good way to go. I think this is a good one because it's pretty... Even though it does have those elements that does have the gore, it's not traumatizing. They're actually rather clinical about most of the gore. Yeah. Which is kind of nice. Yeah. It's not, you know, a hack and slash type cannibal movie like, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre or, you know, Wrong Turn or something like that. Hills Have Eyes. But it's very clean and sterile for the most part. Yeah. Which makes sense considering what he's doing. And all of the gore makes perfect sense. Yeah. It's not as messy or bloody as most of the other movies, which I know you appreciate. (laughs) Yeah. But there's also a psychological aspect to it. It's a nice combination of the two. Yeah, for sure. And one thing that really makes this movie stand out is the fact that they allow you to get to know the main character enough where it's like you're watching her dating. You know that she's frustrated and the situations that she's been through. And so you become very like sympathetic with her. And so then she's in this terrible situation. So you automatically, of course, want her to get out of that situation. But it's like she chained to the room. So you're like, how the heck is this going to happen? And so whenever you're like watching her journey and then at the very end, she gets to be the one to kill her kidnapper. It's just, this movie has the most satisfying ending. It's like, I I don't think that all horror movies should have a satisfying ending because it doesn't always make sense. Yeah. But I love the movies that do. And this one is just like super satisfying because you know the crap that he put her through. And of course, the terror and the fact that he kidnapped her friend as well. Mm -hmm. Just all of that stuff. And she gets to have her revenge. It's one that makes you want to cheer when it happens. Yes. Yes. It's a, yeah, like this is a very satisfying Mm -hmm. movie. It's a great, it's a a fun journey (laughs) to be on. And yeah, it's definitely a film that, I mean, not everyone will enjoy it because not everybody likes gore. It's like, I don't like gore, but this movie wasn't too bad for me. But I'm also, I don't find myself as sensitive as other people. Yeah. I think it's just because I've watched enough Some might find it uncomfortable because I know there are some people that have issues with dismemberment and things like that that make them super uncomfortable or it's just one of those things that they hate, can't stand, can't watch it, whatever. I get that. This one, I feel like, is a bit more mild for the most part. Yeah. They're a little more sensitive about it. They don't shy away from necessarily showing it. But again, they're a lot cleaner about showing it. Yeah. I will say the oogiest part is the fact that he was adding, like, 
pictures of the victims in the box, and then you saw the wall of, of trophies. Yeah, with mm -hmm. all of the pictures. That, it's like that definitely makes you uncomfortable. But and I say trophies because technically speaking, he is a serial killer. Yeah. Those are trophies of his victims. He just has a very unique method yeah. of killing and disposal. Yeah, it's a very unique situation. It's yes. not the typical serial killer <laughs> definitely situation. Not. He definitely has a unique signature for sure. Yeah. But overall, like if, if Gore doesn't bother you or you don't think that the that type of material will bother you, I think it's a really fun movie. I wasn't bored during any of it. Definitely not. It's yeah. hard to be bored with this one. Yeah, there, there. It's like you get a mixture of like gore, but like funny scenes, mm -hmm. and it's just yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. I was, I didn't think I was going to enjoy it, but I ended up really enjoying it. So it I appreciate this her. request because I could actually <laughs> see myself watching this movie again. I think because it actually, despite the material. It was still presented almost in a lighthearted manner. Oh, yeah. Like, it didn't, like, even though you're like, holy crap, like, that's dark. Mm -hmm. Like, they're talking about the black market and just, like, really dark crap. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they did it, but they did make it seem yeah. a lot more lighthearted, despite the material. I think a lot of that is the atmosphere in the movie. They didn't have, you know, dark, dingy places or anything. That's true. It's all it's very done light. in a very light. It's cold. Mostly open but kind it's of house or building. It's it's not as clinical or abandoned or gross or anything. Like it's well kept and nice looking and updated and everything. Yeah. So that plus the humor that sprinkled in throughout makes it a little bit easier to swallow than pun intended. Why? <laughs> than other movies from like Texas Chainsaw Massacre where everything is in like the Dust Bowl type areas. Middle of nowhere, like cabin in the woods type hack and slash movies with horribly suited tools and <laughs> no cleanliness. Like everything is really nice and clean and sterile in the movie. So, and clinical. So it makes it a lot easier to, to get into and enjoy. Yeah. Agreed. For now, on oh. the first watch, I give it a seven with the potential of growing. There are some things, especially in the realism, of course, that <laughs> prevent me from giving it a higher score, just because some things, again, don't add up, as usual for me. <laughs> this is nothing new. But overall, again, it's a very enjoyable movie, and I was surprised at how many times I laughed. <laughs> When we were watching. Yeah, we were like, why are we watching? Uh, why are we laughing, laughing about at this? this? Yeah. yeah. So it was really interesting. I like that they add in some psychological elements to it. And there are some mind games that go into this yeah. movie. It's a which, clever movie. Yes, we appreciate because usually with this type of movie, it's one thing. Like it's all a slasher type 
movie. And there's usually not really a psychological element involved apart from the horror of the victim seeing their missing limb. Yeah. So it's nice to have that mix of the two in there. That being said, um, with it, even with it being cleaned, like clearly the limbs are drained of the excess blood and everything, and they're stored in a very specific way, so it all looks very sterile. Um, everything looks very realistic. Yeah. All of it was pretty realistic. I actually had kind of a difficult time with the realism scale on this movie, which doesn't happen often. So bravo. Thank you again for this recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. More more movies like yes. this. Less movies like Green Inferno. Please. <laughs> we really did enjoy this one for sure. But um, again, most of the issues that I have are on the realism. So we'll go ahead and and get to that. Did we want to attempt a tea yes. break? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm scared. It's like, I don't know if it's still too hot, but it seems like it's cooling off. It feels like it's mm. the right temperature. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's been so long. The comfort in the cup. I feel the warmth surrounding my body. Like, this would be a great tea to I drink while you're meditating. Let you me drink. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You can drink with us responsibly. <laughs> drink your I'm tea sorry. responsibly. This is this is one that like it is called Reading Nook Blend, and I legit when I'm drinking this tea just want quiet. As you hit the mic, I know. <laughs> I, I realized it as soon as I touched it. Oopsie poop. Like I, I just it makes you want just a quiet, calm area to relax. Yeah, this really makes me want to, like, have one of those reading corners yes. and curl up with a blanket and sit down with a good book. This, like, it really... Like, mm. this is the best tea, in my opinion, when there's, like, a light rain going. Yes, And I'm hearing best. my fish tanks in the background, on the couch, with a nice cozy blanket and a book. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Perfect. And it's like, and it's so, it, it's always kind of a mind-boggling the teas that obviously have like a decent amount of caffeine like black tea but then are so relaxing kind of like that uh the mm. mint bigelow yeah thing yeah. <laughs> the, the spearmint and the, yeah the black tea and spearmint one from yeah bigelow. so this one i think it's so relaxing because of the the other ingredients in it not just the tea, it's the chamomile, lavender, and vanilla. Those three on their own are usually a very calming and relaxing yeah. thing to have. And there are teas with just those specific things in them or yeah. separate, separate or together. You'll find them anywhere. But in this combination, it's more potent. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's like you're relaxed, but you're not going to fall asleep reading. Yeah. Like, it, it, it will help you yes. stay awake so you can finish your book. It's it's a relaxing caffeine, if that makes sense. And I'm always impressed by the companies. I feel like there's, I, th I know Brutalities has done this. I haven't found too many other teas that do this, where it's like, black tea is the most bitter tea, or one of the most bitter, at least, 
And it's so impressive when we've made it this strong. And I don't really taste the bitterness. And we do put it on a very strong setting. Yeah. We, we did like an extra teaspoon for good luck. <laughs> we did. And we also set it to brew strong. So mm-hmm. it sat in there longer. Yeah. To be fair, though, when I make it on my own and just do the hot water in there, I leave it in there the entire time I'm drinking it. Yeah, it's like you do the thing with like brewing tea. And I guess probably similar to coffee is like the longer you leave it in there, you do get different notes. Like whenever I do my tea bags, I'll leave it in there. And as I'm drinking it, I get different notes. So us brewing it the way that you're supposed to like traditionally you're going it's the flavor is going to be a little bit different than mm-hmm. just like leaving in there but like brewing it how it's meant to be brewed it's it's i really like it like mm-hmm. i yeah it's I very like well it. balanced like this like not to harp on this I, it's like we're just geeking over the tea itself it's so good it's hard not to geek over it. like <laughs> yeah whenever we received this tea we were just like <laughs> And it starts, like, as soon as you open the pouch. Like, yeah. when you smell just the loose leaf tea. Oh, it's so nice. You can smell a lot of the different notes, but especially, like, like I got vanilla right off the bat. Yeah, <laughs> you can taste, or smell the vanilla right yes. away. So, but it's not quite as strong flavor-wise, the yeah. vanilla in it, as I would have expected from the scent. I think it's the essence. The fact that the essence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's more of a a scent note than it is a, a taste note. You can still taste it a little bit, but it's not overpowering. Yeah, it's like whenever you smell it, you can mm-hmm. smell the vanilla still. And then drink it, you don't really get as much. Yeah. Oh, it's so weird. Like, smelling and drinking and getting slightly different notes. Mm. <laughs> this There's, like, so much in this cup. But anyways. Anyway, we'll start ahead ha- to the realism. Stop harping on tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for the realism... This movie was kind of tough for me as well, because overall, there were a lot of things that I found in the realm of possibility. Like, the the dating scene was definitely very accurate. Um, The the fact that there's a black market asking for the stuff that they were asking for, I thought was pretty realistic. It's just, it's kind of like you're you're opening in the the rearview window of the, the dark web. Um, uh, but there were a few things that did stick out as, okay, that, this is, this is definitely a movie. Like, it's very fake. Yeah, Uh, there were several times, as much as we enjoyed this movie, there were several times where we had to, like, pause and rant a little bit. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, I would personally rate this a five. Um, reason being, so, like I said, the dating scene, pretty accurate, um, unfortunately, um, the, what kind of knocked it down is especially since Noah, the main character has been in the dating game for a decent amount of time. She just seemed a little bit too naive. I don't know if it's because quote unquote, Steve came off as really trustworthy. I mean, he, he definitely was a smooth talker. So I don't know if she felt like he is more trustworthy, but she just she just seemed very naive. Like she is disclosing information that 
you would probably hold off disclosing until like much later until you've established more trust, like her disclosing about her parents and then wanting to go on the vacation so soon. So the thing about the parents, I could actually see, unfortunately, because that is kind of small basic talk, information. like basic yeah. first date kind of stuff. I, I don't really see her going into like details of like death of parent or estrangement of parent but i could see some of that information coming out pretty easily unfortunately yeah well it's like for me which is not always a good thing yeah it's like for me if <laughs> if i happen to be uh if i happen to have lost my parents i would maybe be like yeah, but I have a ton of friends to make up for it. <laughs> you know, like, well, even and we're if really you, close. Even if you don't, <laughs> if it's that kind of situation, maybe just, um, you know, I don't really feel comfortable going into that. Yeah. It's a bit of a touchy topic for me. Yeah. But um, if we could do any other kind of first date question. <laughs> yeah, like, um, if you if you don't want to... Mm-hmm exaggerate the truth or or flat out lie just be like can we please revisit this on yeah, another date once we've established more trust i don't, don't give feel you those comfortable discussing yeah. that at this time but um because it's kind of a touchy subject or yeah or like something totally like that fair. yeah that would make a bit more sense but no let's just go ahead and let the psycho know that he, basically no one would be missing you yep <laughs> yep Right off the bat. Yeah, which comes up later as uh, biting her in the butt. Yep. (laughs) But talking about getting bitten in the butt. (laughs) So. This isn't how, Sue. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I watched that movie for a second time, and it's 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 even more enjoyable the second time. (laughs) But anyways, uh... I actually kind of understood more of what was happening. Oh, Lord. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> Were you on something when you watched it that second No, time? I was just eating snacks. I, it was with V, okay? It was our hangout day. You're not making this better. I wasn't on any sort okay. of influence whatsoever aside from chocolate. <laughs> no! Oh, my God. I'm not making it. Just anyways. It is... There's no, it's nothing like that, I swear. But, um, so after she had her butt surgically removed, I had to, I had to turn on my VPN <laughs> to look up whether or not we can actually walk without our, our, our gluteus, gluteus, yes, and because for those who don't know, it's not just oh, it's my booty. It's like it that is the strongest muscle in your body. Like it plays a very important role in not only like the way that your legs are contracting and stuff like that, but also with balance. Strongest? What? I don't know about strongest. I'm pretty sure it's the biggest muscle. It's, I don't know about that either. I know it's important. I'm like ninety percent sure. But we will not take the time to look it up. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Unless, uh, I mean, you can look it up while I'm talking. If you... it's okay. I don't okay. care that much about it. <laughs> well, people in the comments can verify who know. is right. Yeah. I, I don't know. We're not experts. Just let us know. <laughs> Next. But, uh, but anyways, <laughs> um, 
But it does play a very important role in balance. So whenever she was walking around and stuff like that, is like I was just curious to look up um, whether or not that was possible. And there, there were several stories, like real life stories on the internet talking about it. And essentially, your butt is so important that if you completely lost it, or even I know one person is like even partially lost it um, for however way, um, you you need assistance walking to keep your balance. It's not just about like moving around, it's keeping your balance. Um, like needing a cane in each hand type of like assistance. So her eventually being able to like wear a dress and walk around, I think she's even in heels, I want to say. I don't remember. I didn't pay attention to her shoes. Okay. I didn't either. Um, I, I didn't pay attention to the footwear. But but that uh, but aside from that, <laughs> failed as females. <laughs> <laughs> she, I mean, we're not like your stereotypical females, anyways. But anyways, <laughs> uh, the the point is, it wouldn't have been possible for her to walk that easily. She would have needed yeah. some sort of assistance. Um, I was honestly surprised that he was pulling as much as he was. She didn't really have a like butt a to lot. begin with. Yeah. And it's funny because I was looking at her dress seeing if they like did like a little indent to show nope. like where her butt used to be. I'm like, oh, nope. She's, nope. She's regular still, butt. She got <laughs> regular flat butt. booty. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and then the wounds in the human flesh. It's uh, <laughs> really weird saying that. In the movie did look pretty realistic. Um, as just mentioned, it did. It wasn't like super bloody. Or anything like that um, is more, I guess, your your PG-13 <laughs> uh, type of, uh, like, gore. The My biggest complaint, though, is whenever he opens the freezer and there's a torso, um, the fact that... I'm not going to mention a second point. I'm just going to go to the more PG point. <laughs> um the the torso is actually it's almost like a mannequin standing upright. I don't think that'd be possible. Like the spine, like how would the spine? Because he would have put it in the freezer whenever it was fresh. Like I would think that the spine would sag or like it's like how would the torso be able to keep upright on its own? Because your spine is bendy. It's meant to bend. I just the don't picture it. Spine is, but the rib cage is pretty rigid. That's true. But so maybe so, like the more bottom half would be like slumped. Possibly. It also depends. He might not have put it in that way initially. Oh, maybe like maybe he needed to save space. So he then like, oh, God, why am I thinking about Also, this? though, he had to have drained the, the excess blood from it, too. So it really oh, depends on a few factors. Oh, which might have like stabilized Possibly. it more. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not an expert, but... Be less liquidy. Yeah, but the, the torso, the entire torso, all of the the details for those who have watched the movie uh, are not realistic um, for blood flow reasons and uh, just the way that it is sitting, unless if he did... I mean, I could picture there's, him laying it on his side. Yeah, there's a few factors, and, so... Yeah. I mean, it's... It's a maybe. Yeah, it depends. But yeah, so I'm curious what you would rate it for realism. 
So you gave it a five. I actually gave it a four. Okay. So fairly close. Yeah. A lot closer than Inferno or Green Inferno. <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> you gave I it think like it... a six. I gave it a three. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this one I give it a four. It was as far as the gore, for the most part, was I feel like it was pretty accurate, um, especially with how clean he kept everything and sterile and. I understand the the methods behind his MO um, as far as what kinds of girls he goes after and things like that. Yeah. Um, I feel like that would make sense. I feel like he moved a little fast in getting her, at least. I don't know about the other girls, um, apart from his uh, her best friend, which was more out of necessity than actual background work and him um, checking up on her and making sure that she would be someone that not anyone would would really miss like most of his other victims seem to be. Um, But I don't really see someone being quite as naive. I know there's going to be one here and there that's super naive and just believes... The best of everyone. They are out there. I am not one of them. <laughs> and it just seemed a little odd, especially since her best friend, who she tells everything to, is so grounded and definitely not the naive type. She, she was, was questioning smart. everything. Yeah. So for her not to listen to the friend at all, who she clearly values the opinion of, just didn't make that much sense. Yeah. And the friend was throwing up red flags everywhere. Yeah. Well, going back super quick to Mm -hmm. what you mentioned about him moving quickly, uh, we obviously didn't see how he alerted his other victims, Mm -hmm. but I would imagine since he is pretty good with socializing that maybe he kind of gauges how comfortable they are with him so maybe like he doesn't bring that up on the second date for like all of them he Mm -hmm. just waits until they're like all over him like she was Mm -hmm. and then he brings it up maybe possibly like i said i'm not sure because they didn't show us yeah but it just seems it just seemed a little bit unrealistic how fast that was yeah um i just Because the dating scene is rough, especially today with, you know, the need to impress everyone with socials and looks and impress me with your experiences and your mind. And (laughs) yeah, it definitely feels like the animal kingdom. It really does sometimes. (laughs) Like the beginning was actually really realistic, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Like there, there's a lot of situations where if... A guy puts out signals and all, and the girl denies those signals and rejects them, then he immediately turns hostile. Like, that is a legitimate thing. And I'm not saying that it doesn't happen in the reverse. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying girls do see that pretty often. Yeah. I mean, dating is a very touchy thing. Because it's like you're you're being vulnerable with someone else. And so it's easy to get hurt. And if you don't have either the self-confidence, self-esteem, mm-hmm. or what have you, it can make you turn very defensive, yes. and that can turn into aggression. Well, and other people, like she mentioned in the movie, 
put on airs for a while. Yeah. Like for the first part of the relationship, you, and which is often the case, you put your best self forward in the beginning of the relationship until you feel comfortable enough to show what a freak yeah. you actually are. <laughs> yeah. Because we all are in like some I, way, shape, or form. Well, I feel like it's kind so. of the. It's like like I understand the point of trying to be as yeah. true to yourself as possible, but I also feel like there's like a more refined part of yourself where it's like Mm -hmm. you're still being true but you're not telling him like all of the dirty things they're into or whatever all of the things because they'll run screaming (laughs) (laughs) but it's like you kind of like ease them in type (laughs) yes you do so but it can be very tiresome especially if you're not connecting to anyone lately on the first date, like, it, you go on first date after first date after first date, it all becomes the same. <laughs> it seemed very, like, fake and plastic. It can. And, yeah. It can. And it can be very tiring, just very exhausting. So, watching that, it was, like, painfully realistic. I know. I'm like, <laughs> oh, why? Like, I feel like... It's whoever like put that scene together maybe has been in the dating oh, scene yes. before and was like, I need <laughs> to get this like out of my system. Pulling experiences yeah. from their past or from their friends' past because yes. girls talk. <laughs> and uh. So <laughs> they were definitely realistic there. Um, we we were also kind of ranting about the grazing in the grocery store because we've both worked retail and we both hate it. It happens, and it's, we get it. We get why some people do it. For sure, we just, it annoys the crap out of us, personally. What's well, like, you haven't bought it, it's not yours. Yeah. No touchy. Yes. No touchy until you buy it. Yeah. <laughs> then you Again, eat <laughs> there's a lot of things that go into it, and, and we're not going to go into it, but it's, it's whatever. It just, slight thing, nitpicky thing that kind of bugged us a little bit. But we know it happens, and we get it. It's whatever. Um, what I don't understand is she herself didn't really see any red flags of there was no way to check up on him or get in contact with him apart from sending a legit letter or texting or calling him. In today's society... I get wanting to unplug for the most part and not having, like, all socials, but none of them at all. I mean... Or no way to really contact him or check into anything that he's I mean, saying. my husband doesn't... He doesn't have a social. The only thing he has is Discord and, of course, all of his friends. Okay, but he has Discord. Yeah, but he's not going to give it out to a stranger. In the dating scene... Yeah, I think he would just he give have. them his phone number. Maybe. But, I mean, it's just, it was kind of odd. It didn't really make that much sense. Yeah, it's like you'd think that if you're actively looking mm-hmm. for a partner, you would want to be on social media just so that way if nothing there's, else more, to share pictures. there's more uh, lines in the water. Yes. Yeah. So it just, it seemed very fake it seemed very fake and red flags popping up everywhere (laughs) honestly and the the friend did call out on it like that's sketchy (laughs) like that doesn't make sense that feels weird 
when they're talking in the grocery store and he's talking about my niece and all, it just seemed a little like he was trying to garner some kind of trust or sympathy, mm -hmm. saying, oh, I'm talking about a young female that I'm familiar with. I am a nice guy. Trust me. Like, yeah. It just seemed a little off. And I feel like the only reason that that actually worked with her is because he was somewhat attractive. Yeah. Because if... If a, a guy that was not attractive in any way, shape, or form said the exact same thing to her the exact same way, it would have had a completely different effect. And we were actually talking about it after the movie mm -hmm. ended that he was the perfect person to play that role because you want someone that is good looking but you don't want them to be so good looking that they stick out of the mm -hmm. the crowd like you want them to be yes. good looking enough to be it's like they blend in yeah it's like blend in but also be like attractive to other people yes and that's what makes the the movie so scary is because that kind of thing is very realistic yeah he's the type to blend into the crowd he's the he's rather charismatic and charming, so he can talk to people without, you know, raising too many suspicions, but he's not, he's attractive, but he's not, like, supermodel, runway-ready attractive. I feel like that would scare more people off it if, would. if he was. It would, it would raise more red flags. He wouldn't be personable, I guess. Yeah. And even if he was super charming, but also, like, super attractive, other people would take far more notice of him and yeah. he wouldn't have been able to move in his plots near as easily yeah especially if he's like taking them out mm -hmm. and like going to the bars and stuff yes. like that like the bartenders gonna notice. are going to mm -hmm. remember yeah yeah but if he's an everyday joe kind of character his face is going to blur with every other face that that bartender sees and the bartenders see a lot of faces every shift so it worked out for him more. So that was fairly realistic. Um, again, she basically told him on the first date that basically no one would miss her if she went missing. Yep. Way to go. We were cringing during that. It hurt to hear that come out of her mouth. And it's crazy because like later in the movie, she, does, no she makes so many smart choices. Yep. It's like, where did this come from? Yep. It's like <laughs> yeah, you suddenly grew a brain. Great job. <laughs> so it was just so frustrating um, that she seemed kind of cautious with other things before him. But where he was concerned, she just kind of chunked her brain into, you know, a different zip code and called it good. But <laughs> I just feel like she should have been more cautious with that, especially knowing... The things that she knows and the, the other steps that she was taking as far as caution goes. I can understand having a one-night stand just, you know, yeah, on a whim. Okay, fine. But even that was a little just <laughs> like a bad move. Because now he knows where you live. Yeah, it's like <laughs> if you're going to have a one-night stand, don't bring them to the place that you live. Probably not the best idea. Which, that day worked out for just fine. Yeah. In a manner of speaking. But <laughs> she didn't die immediately. But it, it, 
there are just so many things that could have gone wrong also in that, that I feel like she was cautious before him again and was cautious once she got caught <laughs> and was making mostly decent choices there that it just didn't make sense in between. Like, I feel like what, I forgot her friend's name, I feel bad, but... Millie, I think? Or Molly. 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 Um, what one of the two. What her friend Molly did before she went to confront yes. the house. That's what... Dude, she was one of that's the best what Noah, characters, for yes, sure. That's what Noah should have done. Mm -hmm. It's like, I mean, it's already a red flag that she agreed to that va that vacation. That was but one of even the biggest if she red went, flags. She should have been like, this is mm -hmm. my location. Yeah. yeah, I don't care how smitten with someone you are. If it's on the third date that they're proposing, like on the second date, they're proposing for the third date to go away together. Yeah, that's, that's sus. And even more sus is the destination is a surprise. Yeah, that was, I'm like, oh, that's not okay. No. At all. I can do, understand no. when you've been with someone for a while, you know, going somewhere. Yeah. But even then, it's probably not going to be a surprise for a multitude of reasons. But <laughs> not the least of which is so other people know where you're going, just in case something happens and when you're supposed to be back. <laughs> but but also, you need to know what to pack. I I have a random curious question. What do you think is the cutoff on, like, when you could go on it? For me, I'm like, oh, probably, like, the six-month mark is when you can go on, like, a vacation. It really depends, in my opinion, on the situation. Yeah. And the relationship itself. Yeah, because it's like, if they're only dating once a month, then probably the six-month mark isn't. That's but not like They near, need to yeah. definitely uh -huh. be going on a decent amount of dates. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So it, it really depends on the relationship and the people in the relationship. It's different for everyone and it's different for every situation. Yeah. But the third date to a surprise destination is not okay. No. Just saying. Nope. Just saying. <laughs> um, and then once they get to this surprise destination... She didn't tell anyone exactly where she was or anything like that, yeah. that she got there. Like, he had told her on the way when she lost signal that they'll get signal at his place. Most people, once they get there, would immediately check their phones and make sure that the text went through. Or tell their friend who they tell everything to, hey, just got here, and probably even snap a pic <laughs> and send it. So it just didn't make sense that she still didn't take out her phone the entire time that we saw, <laughs> you know? Um, she also had horrible security on the phone because he clearly got into it with no issues and was sending texts acting like her to her friend. Yeah. That whole time. <laughs> I mean, luckily her friend yes. saw through it. Thankfully, she did recognize that um, she was receiving texts that didn't seem like they would be from her friend. Everybody has their own way of communicating, even via text. So, like, if I got something from you with certain things in it or missing from it, I would definitely know something was off. And that's usually a signal, especially for, like, girl best friends and all, to call the person and be like, what the hell was this? <laughs> <laughs> you don't sound right through text. 
what's up? <laughs> so I appreciate that the friend was like, call me immediately. It's an emergency. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, that was nice and made sense there. But what also doesn't make sense is, again, you're in an undisclosed location. It is the third date. And you're going to allow him to make drinks without even looking. Yeah, that was she wasn't very watching. dumb. She was looking all around the room and everything. Didn't I know she's naive. I know she's naive, but this was a bit much. That's like that's not even dating. That's just like bar that's just basic safety, safety 101. That's just basic safety 101. I don't care if you've slept with the guy on the first date and you didn't die right then. I don't care that you had a second date and it was fine then. You are in an undisclosed location. Nobody knows where you are. Nobody knows how to get a hold of you or to come rescue you. And the fact that he brought it up rather than her. You've already told him that you have basically one friend that would maybe notice that you're missing and that's it. This is a no-no. <laughs> this you do not do. So, uh, some of the best things in this movie, though, are the the bartender character yes. and her best friend, yes. Molly. They have the best sense in the movie, I swear. <laughs> like, whatever drives up, but he's like, oh, well, no, no. She turns into, like, a freaking detective and yes. was like, I am going deep on this guy, just trying to figure out anything and everything I can about him. Something seems super sus. Don't like this. I'm seeing red flags everywhere. Super protective of my friend. Yeah. <laughs> when she's starting to figure out that <laughs> shit ain't right. She tells someone first yes. off, and then she also sends her location and is like, just in case something happens, this is where I'm going. And the guy also had the sense, the bartender, to check later yes. where her location was because she left it on. So he knew about where she was before the signal cut out, and he took a screenshot. Yes. Which you never see. Yes. Like, they were... Oh, he, he has proof. proof. <laughs> it's like, that's exactly what you should do. Yes. <laughs> I was so happy. Uh, yeah, so happy when he did that. Because he did go in later and then her location yes. wasn't shown. Yeah. What I also love, though, is when he went to the location, when he heard the gunshots, he's like, nope, nope. <laughs> Seen that movie, know how that ends. We don't survive it. I'm out of here. <laughs> Nope's out. <laughs> He's like, booty ain't worth this. <laughs> well, it's like, uh, at the same That's time, great. it's kind of sad because I'm like, oh, man. It's like he didn't save them or True, help them. But, but at the same time, he, he obviously doesn't have a weapon. Yeah. Someone, if he gets out, someone is out that knows the location of stuff going mm -hmm. down and can either lead the police back there or let them know exactly where it was. Yeah. And send the cavalry. So he was the smartest one in the entire goddamn movie. Yeah, it was. Oh, man. And, you know, one thing I realized is really no one dies in, in this movie it's always, like, people before. The only person that dies is Melissa. And you only hear her, like, once. 
Yeah, you hear her a couple times. But it's through walls. Like, you don't... You only see a picture of her. Yeah, like, you're... Like, all of the characters that you get to know, Mm -hmm. they don't kill any of them off. They do kill the bad guy and his wife. Yes. So. Yes. um, It's a very satisfying movie. Yes. Now... I appreciate that someone in this movie had the intelligence to shoot the guy in the head instead of aiming for a non-vital part of the body. Finally, Justine. Yes. What I don't appreciate is that they had to fight him multiple times. Yeah. And then finally shoot him in the head for it to be over with him. Yeah, surprising that Molly just like hit him once and was like, okay, I'm done. And but he like even stirred. It's like before she, he got up. Well, first, Justine or not Justine? Um, Noah. Noah bit him. Oh, and, sorry, not Justine. Yeah, that's I from don't know where you got Justine yeah, from. Uh, that was from Green, Green Inferno. Inferno. <laughs> Noah. <So> Noah. <laughs> Noah was. Noah shot yeah. him in the head, and Noah, the main character, also bit him in a very private place, which she did good with that. That was. That's what she had to work with. I mean, it helped incapacitate him. It did. And it slowed him down. It did. I feel like she should have been a bit rougher. But (laughs) (laughs) it's making me hurt. He would have been down faster. Just saying. Yeah. But, and she's in a life or death situation. Like, come on. (laughs) Yeah. But um, she incapacitates him mostly. And then she locks the door. Which was yes. good. That bought her time to get to the other two. But she had to go downstairs to get them and then come back upstairs with them. And none of them are really moving at their best pace, all things considered. So then they do come up with a decent plan on the fly for, you know, the one girl to use the dumbwaiter to get up and the other two to, to go up the stairs Um and go different directions so they can um, kind of flank him, which is good. That's really good. That was very smart. They were fighting him off really well for the most part. Yeah. Um, but they stopped hitting him. Like, Molly hit him, I think, twice with the meat tenderizer. And he was down, but he was still stirring and about to get up. And you yeah. know... I, I get that he <laughs> yeah. was down and... Technically, you could probably disengage, but if he's starting to get up, yeah, you nope. also know that, without a doubt, that he is going to try to end you. Yeah. So at that point, it's still a life or death situation. Yeah. And I'm not stopping hitting the guy until the body stops twitching, personally. <laughs> and then I'm checking a pulse, just in case. Because we know how that movie ends. <laughs> But then he does stir, and they have to fight him off more, and then they push him, and he hits his head on something hard. And you do see blood coming from his head, but no one checks. No one checks if he's dead or not. They're just like, okay, we're good. Let's get out. Good job, everyone. And then he comes out with a gun. Like, you could have avoided that whole scenario if you just checked. To make sure that he was definitely down for the count. Yeah, but I do, I feel like they did a good, like, 
quote-unquote final boss fight where it like kept escalating yes they did it was very intense for sure and they make you really pay attention to it yeah and then like with like penny um jumping him Mm -hmm. and like doing that high risk situation i feel like whenever they do finally um finish him off it is very satisfying penny that jumped on him in the woods it was molly I could have sworn it Penny was... Penny had one leg. She ain't jumping on well, I him. Know, but she I was not s- running to him. She crawled over to him once he was down. I could And was sworn. hitting him with a rock. I guess it would that make sense it was, it was Molly since Molly. he was coming after Noah, I think. Yeah. yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, he was about to come up on Noah hiding behind a tree. And Molly was like, that's my girl. <laughs> and took him down. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so... For those of us that paid attention. <laughs> I do pay attention. I just don't remember all of the little details. <laughs> well, I get good. <laughs> <laughs> so, but they finally got him down for the third, fourth time, <laughs> technically. And um, Noah finally ends it by picking up the gun that he had dropped and shooting him in the head. Finally. Finally, someone shoots him in the head. I appreciate that so much because in most movies, like 98% of all other movies, they aim for like the body, which admittedly is a bigger target for sure. But when you're point blank and you know that they're going to keep coming after you if they're not dead, just shoot them in the head. It's so much faster and easier. Please save yourself the trouble. Just learn from the Scream movies and shoot them in the head. Um, but I also don't know, one of the other biggest things that don't make sense to me is what he thought he was going to do when he's, like, courting Noah, basically. He already had a wife who we're made to believe was originally one of these kinds of girls, too. So, was he going to get rid of the wife? And if so... Was he making any preparations for that? Or was he just assuming that she would be okay with him going between the two? Or what? Like, that whole arc there didn't make that much sense. Yeah. It's like, I didn't feel like... Well, him having a family is great cover. Yeah. I didn't... I feel like him having a family definitely complicated why he was courting Noah. Mm Mm-hmm didn't really make a lot of sense yeah so i was confused on that front i mean i guess the only thing i can think of is i mean he seemed pretty young so i don't think he has a history of multiple wives and but i mean i guess he would make enough to keep up with multiple families but well i mean like you know once he gets once he finds like a new favorite essentially like marrying them and then having kids and then moving on to the next but I, it's like, it didn't really allude to that, but... Well, he can't, I mean, I'm just saying he can't divorce the first one because she could go ballistic and out him and his secret. Well, I, I mean, I was meaning that he would kill yeah, his he would have to. wife. But then, depending on how she died or disappeared, he would fall under suspicion. Everything he did would be scrutinized. That's true. So, especially if he owns that other property, 
they might try to get a warrant to search those premises too. And just the the yeah. items that he has there, not even necessarily the body parts or the women that he has there, just the layout of the place would be seriously sus. Yeah, so I don't know what his game was. Because even if yeah. he killed uh, Anne and then replaced her with Noah, that you're right, that would add a lot of suspicion yeah, and get him Yeah, what's the thinking searched. there? It <laughs> yeah. just didn't make that much sense. I don't feel like... But maybe, maybe he, he doesn't think things fully through either, because he also licked the envelope and was touching all the things that he put in the box with no gloves. He touched, he touched, he touched. Everything. <laughs> he touched all the things. Oh. <laughs> Well, technically he did, because <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was the one cutting everything up, I too. know, I know. <laughs> but, but it just didn't make sense. Like, he was so meticulous about so many things, but then he falls down on the job on, you know, fingerprints and DNA <laughs> on the boxes that he sends, which seem to be hand-delivered to the various people that are in this group. So it's not like they're shipping it out or anything using USPS or or FedEx or UPS or anything like that. They're delivering it. Yeah. So, I mean, if if any of those other people were um, indicted on anything, if they came across that box and were able to get into the contents of it, that could lead back to him. Yeah. So it just... Why, then, why take the risk? Well, and then we're having this weird conversation after the movie on, like, I don't I don't know if people on the dark web or the black market would, would take the time to wear gloves. I mean, maybe it depends on what it is that they're doing. And I'm over here, why but, wouldn't they? Yeah, I, I don't know. Because you never know if, you know, yeah. the person on the dark web that you're talking to is a plant. Yeah. Like... <laughs> It's like, I definitely see your point, but I don't know if in real life that it translates to that. It might not, but to me, it would make more sense, personally. I agree. For him to not take the risk and to go that extra step. Because it's not even like it's inconvenient to do so. You just put on gloves before handling the stuff, which is not that big a deal. And he's already using gloves by the surgery. Exactly! And he's already very meticulous. Yes! It would just make sense for his character to do that. Yes! So, why would you lick the envelope when they're self-sealing envelopes? Yeah. Or you could get one of those um, sponge sponge devices that you know you just fill with water i forget what they're called too but it's just this little thing that you fill with water it has a sponge on the end you use it instead of your tongue on the envelope to seal it i need to get me one of those (laughs) sounds fancy my my grandmother used to have (laughs) so like there are things out there to prevent this kind of issue. Oh, you know what's the worst is the paper cuts from licking envelopes. I wonder if you got any of those. That would be an even worse situation because then they would have potential like blood DNA. I mean, DNA is DNA. That's fair. That's but, fair. <laughs> you know. So it just That'd it doesn't ironic. make that much sense <laughs> at all. I just don't understand. But that's me. <laughs> I have questions, but I always do. Otherwise, though, again, 
it is an enjoyable movie. With all the things that I point out for realism, please don't take that as a reflection on the entertainment itself of the movie. That's what the entertainment scale is for. <laughs> yes. Those are very two separate things. They and are. Honestly, it, it's interesting to see how, like, some movies, if they uh, coincide with each other, or, like, other movies is, like, well... They're, like, opposites, mm -hmm. so it's interesting to see how it plays yes. out. But it does seem to be the type of movie yes. that seems to be the most important. But anything else you would like to, to add? Nope. I've done my nitpickiness over here. Um, mm -hmm. It is, again, an enjoyable movie. Mm -hmm. It has the potential, after more viewings, to have a higher rating from me entertainment-wise. I just, on this one solitary first viewing... That's what I got from it. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for joining us today. And please comment on what you thought of the movie. Um, if you'd like to recommend a movie and keep up to date with our content, you can find us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and so many other socials. <laughs> and most places you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to support our podcast, again, we have a donate button and we have a Teespring available as well for merch. And all of the links that we've mentioned for Plum Deluxe and everything else will be mentioned linked down below. Please make sure to go view that as well. And until the next time, guys, stay safe and stay spoopy. Bye! Bye.